Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. For sports, as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And Henry, what have you packed today? Have you got your sunscreen, your beers, and your sense of adventure? Because where are we going? I've got a big floppy hat and six of my sister's vodka cruises <laughs> because we're going to Stradroke Island, oh, wow. baby. We're going to bring the passion fruit UDLs <laughs> and the passion. <laughs> That's a train. Yeah, that's how ferries sound, right? Choo-choo! Oh, God, imagine a high-speed train to Stratty. Oh. Imagine a bridge to Stratty. Well, no, that's a current debate. That's been a debate for many years of do they do a Bribey Island-esque bridge to Stratty, and I think the... Is there a bridge to Bribey Island? Mate, the locals get pissed off if someone with a different postcode turns up at their shop. Can you imagine what would happen if there was a fucking bridge? There was a direct way to drive there. So I just want to get the Audi over, but I don't want to put the Audi on the bar. So how does the Audi get over? And I reckon I can take the Audi up to its max speed. What about one night? They think it's like an autobahn on the bridge to Stratty. God, is it Cylinder Beach or the cylinders in my Land Cruiser? Oh, it's a six-cylinder engine, It's a six-cylinder engine. You've only got one cylinder beach, mate. Wonderful. But, Henry, quite right to talk about cylinder because today we are proudly unpacking Stradbroke Island. Yeah, we're doing something different here. So this isn't... And, so, and to be clear, only South Stratty. Yeah. We're only <laughs> talking about oh, yeah. the backwards waste swamp that is South Stratty. Hope you're ready to talk about mudflats, baby. <laughs> we're not talking anything And fun. those weird flat fish that grow in mudflats that are like an inch thick and about 20 metres wide. Hello, I am Swamp Boy. I'm a swamp monster from South Stradbroke Island. Rejected picture of like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Do Swamp Boy and Mud Girl. I uh, I had a dream last night. It's this fantastic idea. They came from the Strad, but yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing something different. We're going to Stradbroke because and, as, is, and to be clear, this isn't because we're running out of suburbs. No, we've no. got heaps of suburbs. Heaps of suburbs. So many suburbs heaps left of to suburbs do. That are in. We're not Tagum worried about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not saying that after Tigham's uh, particularly sparse Wikipedia page, we said, geez, mm. let's do something different. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. And we're not worried that uh, the format we chose for this show sort of expressly caps the amount of episodes we can do. We're not worried at all about We're that. not stressed. I'm not. You I'm might not be stressed. remotely worried, yeah. I don't and know like, why you're stressed about it. Um, and since you mentioned the Tagum episode, Henry, it is uh, worth noting that there were some audio issues last week, some yep. technical problems. Uh, there was a third guy. We've killed Jack. In our room we've killed him so that should be fun we actually did get a message going gee that audio has been how you going boys so we, we had a plan to uh kill jack by starving him uh for over 40 <laughs> hours but uh he kind of did that himself so yeah, thanks jack yeah, for getting yeah. ahead of the curve there he's in ketosis yep. and we'll kill yeah. oh <laughs> i don't know but henry like a year 11's caption in september 2016 it's gonna be stratical yeah it's gonna be let's make it happen uh lowercase st yeah uppercase rad rad specifically talking about george's caption here yeah it's it's up there for me with uh like ballin or ball is life Mm. for uh law balls i think the most getting admitted as a lawyer being like fit and proper Proper, yeah question mark uh formal caption being formalities is i think the most egregious that is so common yeah and very common and as it is common to go to Stradbroke and the reason we're doing this now so we are going to start looking at some honorary Brisbane suburbs some offshore uh, parts that might not be in Brisbane technically we're aware of that town planners Mm. go fuck yourselves Uh, but we I'm not aware of a lot else about your careers to be honest I don't know what you do mate someone literally messaged him being like when we said we're doing a Stratty special being like not in the locality of of Brisbane I was like like, oh yeah we fucking 
we're know. well aware. We could say like, we're, we're going to do a Bali special in a few weeks, all right? We know what's in and not in Brisbane. I could say we're doing a Copenhagen special and the town plan is to lay an egg. Yeah, legit. <laughs> and we, so basically, we are going to do some places that Brisbaneites, in our herd mentality yeah, that we often have, to. tend to flock to. So, you know, you might be seeing Stradbroke this week, as Joe mentioned, Bali. Mm. We could oh, be talking Noosa, Noosa, Noosa. New Year's. And I we mean, we're doing Stratty Preschool, is Henry. I think there's got to be room for Noosa New Year's. Hell yeah, there does. So that's I was all a to much come. bigger Noosa New Year's rat than Stratty. Ah, interesting. Watch well, out. well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where we go. But yeah, so we are venturing offshore today to North Stradbroke Island, and the reason we're doing it now—it's September, mate. It's mate, preschool. It is literally preschool. As we speak, there are horny young, dare I say, teens. I know I've been criticised oh, for yeah. my take on that, but there's a lot of teens over there right it's now. It's so egregious that you had to say horny and then teens. Preschoolies, preteens. It's all happening on that island. Oh, of they're not sand. What? They're not preteen at all. Well. They're fully teens. They're, well, they're like going to be teens next year, so they're pre a certain point of teen. Oh, that's yeah, that's actually fair. Pre teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. They're all just hatching out of their eggs, being like, like yeah. "Why have I got a shell?" <laughs> so we're going to do that. Uh, one more bit of housekeeping before we dive yeah. in, guys. We've mentioned it before, but uh, nine thirty p.m. Yes, we know it's late. Welcome to Manhattan, where shows start late. Yeah. Uh, we're the gonna... least Brisbane time for a show ever. Yeah, if you guys can have eight coffees and a Ritalin and just try and stay up till nine thirty for one night, that man's of... most notorious villain, the Ritalin. Oh no, it's the Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> He's really focused, but also like. Just wants to watch Shrek. I'm going to help you get done an assignment. <laughs> um, so it's actually cheating. <laughs> it's a performance enhancer. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks, Ritlin. Hey, this is my conversion. I actually took drugs to help me finish my proper assignment. Oh, awesome. Yeah, nice. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> cool, that was needed. It's yeah. a third-year proper assignment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, we're doing a new show called Unpacking Brisbane Tonight. It's uh, it's at Fritzenberger with uh, the guys from Good Chat Comedy Club. What it's going to be is it won't be recorded as a podcast. And they're not in the show, but yeah. we're doing it through them. Um, so we're going to be in the bunker over there. No recording, no episode. You've got to get tickets to come along. It's more of an improv sort of thing. You're going to be involved. So if you're in the crowd, yeah. you're in it. But basically what's going to happen is the audience are going to write down for us their favourite place in the world, and then Joe and I will debate you as to why Brisbane is better. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, we want to take the experience of people messaging us on Instagram and commenting and us talking about it on the show and put it on the stage. Yeah. So, so if you've ever sent in a message, ever sent us a comment or anything, buy a ticket, come along, you'll have a chance to yell it in our face. Yeah, and because it's, it's a late show, because it's a live improv comedy late show, there's going to be songs, there's going to be little bits of Brisbane history. It'll, it won't be a suburb particularly, but there'll be still yeah. so much Brisbane chat for you lots to get Lots of Wikipedia, around. lots of like when we did Johnny Cash's Hurt for Hurston. A lot of that. Uh, which didn't go very well, but we're going to do it songs. every week. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, because it's at 9.30, obviously the Caxton yeah. Street Studios are nearby, we're thinking of a revolutionary new idea for the entertainment industry. If you buy a ticket and send us a screenshot of your yeah. ticket purchase for October 9th, Friday 9.30, uh, you can come and have pre's at our house. 100%. So I don't know how many times Kevin Hart has invited anyone <laughs> who bought a ticket to his show to his house before the show. Mm. This isn't an after party. It's pre's. It's pre's. We're now, having the official pre's of Unpacking Brisbane. are going to be a lot more exclusive, yep. but if you buy a ticket, you're more than welcome to come to pre's. And I've got to say, if you come to pre's, that's sort of getting on the road to be invited to kick off. Exactly. It's certainly a step in the right direction of going to pre's, then the thing. you got to run to be before. Honest, mate, yeah. imagine going to pre's, then the main event. Imagine not getting invited to kick offs. Well, I mean, that could be the case for some people. So oh, that's I know, immediately demonise them. Well, not demonising them. I just want to put people on notice that they need to be working hard at praise. Exactly. Um, so you should very be excited for fun. that. Monday, we reckon those tickets are going to go on sale. So keep yeah. an eye on our socials for the first ever Unpacking Brisbane tonight. Um, but that's uh, that's later. Let's do right now and talk about NSI North Stratty. 
Wikipedia with Wikipedia. And what a contrast to Tagum Henry. This is one of the richest, most dense Wikipedia pages I've ever seen. Huge. Lots to say, but we'll start it with... Oh, wow. Mm. Population. Oh, of course. What do you think it is? Sorry, I just saw it. My, my reaction. I hope I haven't given away my surprise. Now, I assume this is population based on the island. We're not talking about the what would swell... No, in um, no. in holiday. Uh, my, my interpretation. I imagine it triples, if not quadruples. The I, th- I think it would be like. I think it would quintuple, mate. Holy shit! Do is de- that what it is? Would it do decker trouble? <laughs> sex tuple? Oh, second one. Yeah, plenty of plenty of sex tuples on Australia, mate. A bit of that, mate. I'm in sex a s- couples. I'm a sex. What a weird cu- way to describe a couple. Are you a sex couple or a non-sex couple? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we have se- oh sex couple. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, a thousand. Oh no, two thousand. Ah, very low. Off still. by a mile. Yeah, well, hard because in a sense you're only off by a bit because it's very low, but it's also half. It's double the amount you guessed. I'm going to question. I mean, we'll get to the indigenous population later, but I would question the accuracy. Like, would it is that including the original custodians of the island, or is that just white settlers? Like, it would be tricky to know how that census information is being collected. Well, I mean, you're giving me a nervous look, but I'm honestly trying to make a point about. <laughs> you're a very nervous look. Well, I think that's a criticism to be had of like any other population we've done because. There's inherent racial disparities in counting census. Yep. So and it makes no so sense. So it makes no sense to us. So I don't think you can defend your strategy guess with that, but rather mm. all of our population games have been on the basis of you know a white colonial idea of taking a census. A number of times I've tried to weaponize institutionalized racism to mirror my flaws and you know to mirror your flaws. The mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Troy meant cover. They're like, they're like, yeah, institutionalized racism has a few too many beers and is like mean to his girlfriend. <laughs> North Stradbroke Island, colloquially Stradie, or North Stradie, is an island that lies within Moreton Bay in the Australian state of Queensland, 30 kilometres southeast of the centre of Brisbane. Before 1896, the island was part of the Stradbroke Island. So in that year, a storm separated it from South Stradbroke Island, forming the Jumping Pin Channel. Now, 1896 seems shockingly late for a storm to break an oh, island apart. Oh, I'm just going off like the like that was like here. tectonic plates and oh. stuff that happened like 3,000 years ago. It was like Jesus like, Jesus wasn't even that long ago if you keep in mind that these island, that that, that rock was actually part of that rock yeah, 10 like, billion years BC. Like how Australia used to be a part of like Asia or something. Like it was all really called Gondwana for a while. What if we found out that Australia and Asia were connected in like they were eighteen seventy. Oh yeah, no, but that's that's what I'm. That's the reaction. The I'm guy was it. like, "Yeah, I just walked from Beijing to Melbourne. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great. Charity, great dumplings it was a charity in both walk. Yeah, it was a fun run. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah, but that's it. So like eighteen ninety six, huge God. storm. And I get the vibe, Henry, that the people who lived on North Strati, uh were pretty stoked about the storm happening. Fuck no, so I reckon they were thinking, "Fucking yes." Oh no, there goes the swamp and like shit convenience store. <laughs> it's like having just like. I imagine having like a black sheep of the family brother or something who just keeps lending money from you and then one day a storm comes and I don't know, he floats out to sea. Ah! <laughs> oh no, what a bloody disaster. Also, South Australia and North Australia are like, they're, they're, they're not, not that far apart, but they're far enough apart for me to be like, that was an almighty in, fucking in, gale of wind. Oh, I'm sorry, are we like worried about another storm happening and like, oh, um, Victoria is split from the rest of Australia? I mean, that'd be fine, wouldn't it? I mean, I'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, like, Dan Andrews gets to, to be, call to himself be, a yeah, king. Yeah. Literally gets to be dictator Dan. <laughs> it's an island, guys. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Only lattes in, lattes out. Still staying inside though. Oh, straight like, through me. Um, also, the jump and pin channel. I, I assume that's indigenous. Yeah, 
or some guy was like, like, jump in, jump, jump yeah. in, in, in. Well, it's the jump pin pin. Yes. Channel. So maybe some guy was like, oh, give us your, give us your pin number, mate. Jump in. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, no. South Stratty though. Got to be one of the I've worst. I've never been. It's got to be. It's got to be one of the worst sequels, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just, I mean, I have friends who, I have a few friends actually. Who have been? Who, who have houses there. Oh, wow. Who have holiday ha- Well, yeah, and there's always a little bit of... Is it like... Oh, I've got a holiday is it, house. Is it, is it social housing or like <laughs> public housing development? <laughs> I mean, it's not social. Nobody goes. <laughs> there's absolutely no one there. Um, you yeah. farm at Mullumbimby like a normal person. Yeah, true. Whiz. Well, they're, they're, but it's always like that light moment of uh, deception where it's like, yeah, I've got a, you know, I've got a house at Stratty. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we should go. Absolutely. Yeah, i got a house mm. at Stratty. Um, yeah, just uh, we'll get the tinny over and then... Oh, hang on a minute. What? Oh, wait. oh, it's oh, it's South Stratty. Pretty sure I went there at a very young age, and all I remember is that there was a park that had a giant chessboard, which was cool. You sure you didn't go over watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and then just get your memories crossed? Could be how I'm doing. You're like, and on the tinny there was this um devil's snare that if you <laughs> moved around it sucked you into jumping but 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 to chattel. Um, yeah, no, this was uh. Yeah, this is a very curious uh, little situation where we just had to go over there <laughs> it's with a very devilish way to describe it. This was one of these. It was a wickedly curious situation. <laughs> I found myself in at a young age. I mean, Me and the Hardy Boys. Yeah, but it was weird. We like went over there, and then there was also in this same park a trampoline buried in the ground, which oh, was sick. I so go the ground for an indoor tramp- trampoline. It's, it's well, sorry, sorry, in ground. In it's ground. in ground. Yeah, I because we were talking about. Summer in the Caxton Street Studios, I want to get a little blow-up pool in the front yard. Yeah. What I wouldn't give for a little in-ground trampoline, do a bloody backflip into the pool. Can't be that hard. No, surely. Dig a hole. Dig a hole and put a trampoline in it. I imagine it's only a little bit harder than buying the trampoline. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Lady in the trampoline. Yeah, good. Good stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, South Stratty, I'm sure it's nice, but... I mean, I've truly never been. It's, it's it's similar to me of like, as you say, when someone's like, oh, I have a holiday house at Noosa. And it's like, oh, fantastic. Let's go. Oh, it's actually a budroom. Like, yeah. yes, it's still good. Yes, it's still on the Sunshine Coast, but it's just false advertising. It's not what mm. we were promised, buddy. Yeah, South Stratty, I mean, but anyway, so the storm got rid of it. Um, but good on you, South Stratty. Have a mm. crack. Can't see red frogs going there to help drunk teenagers anytime soon. No. But uh, what can you do? So, just adults who have realised what property they bought. Yeah, they just get there and they're like, oh no, oh, shit. There's one red frog there just helping someone whose ankle got twisted on the, on the <laughs> in-ground trampoline. Being like, I came to the wrong place. Oh no, no, no. Is that an ACL? <laughs> oh no, you're just jumping around. The island is divided into four localities. Dunwich, Amity and Point Lookout are small localities centred on the towns of the same name. Okay, so while the uh, remainder of the island is in the locality of North Stradbroke Island. So there's Dunwich, Amity, Point Lookout, and North Stradbroke Island as its own locality. Now, I'll confess, I've, like, been to England and know how, you know, the Greenwich thing is pronounced. I've called it Dunwich until today. Well, maybe you're right. No, I think you're right, because Dunwich was the correct way to pronounce it, I'm sure. How do you say sandwich? Sandwich. Sandwich. (laughs) I say sandwich. I'll have a uh, sandwich. Just a ham sandwich. You know, Harry Potter, wizards and itches. (laughs) Just, they drop the W. Drop the W, it's cleaner. Um... (laughs) Point Lookout's obviously the one that I've spent the most time at. Yeah, same. Um, I don't think I've ever been to Amity. Amity is Dunwich where the ferry is? Dunwich is the ferry. Right. Well, I mean, inevitably, I've been through that. Yeah. And then Point Lookout's the gelato. Point Lookout's the gelato. Well, we'll talk about that. Dunwich has yeah. a great bakery. Oh, okay. So if you're, getting, if you're getting there a bit early for your ferry, which I don't think anyone's ever done because I, no. it's always a sprint. I mean, I used to go with my family, so we'd get there like three hours before, you know, like dads and air travel and stuff. And I'd be like, well, we can't miss the ferry. 
Yeah. I think there's an urgency when you only have one way of getting back to your land, mm. that is mainland Australia. Yeah. I think in your parents' mind, they're like, if we miss this, we're stranded on Shutter Island for the rest of our lives. Like, oh, it's oh, there's another ferry in like an hour. Huge Shutter Island vibes. In 100%. Time. Just like standing fucking on... Fucking asylum at some point yeah. in September, mate. <laughs> Just standing on the edge of that uh, that ferry as you go in. There's been an escape. My mate. <laughs> from his relationship. <laughs> my beer escaped into my stomach, mate. Oh, who oh is, no. Who is beer 69? <laughs> Some um, hilarious Sharpie on the wall, mate. Good work. Is it 60? It was 67. That's right. Who is patient, patient 67? 67. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, there's only 66 patients. The moment I saw the ad, I was like, I bet it's Leo. <laughs> I thought it was Mark Ruffalo. Oh, true. Yeah, which was like annoying because I was like, oh, I was I had the right vibe, but just so off to not think it's the main character. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. speaking of Mark Ruffalo, at 275.2 <laughs> square kilometres, it is the second largest sand <laughs> island in the world. Mark Ruffalo, Mark a Ruffalo fat man. being the first biggest sand island in the world. It's a small sand island, Ruffalo. Um, second largest sand island in the world. What's number one? Uh, Couldn't be bothered looking it up. No. Um, is it like, like Morton? I was literally going to say, I assume it's in Australia. I would be gutted if there was a sand island elsewhere in the world. Hey, Siri, what is the biggest la- sand island in the world? <laughs> yeah, Siri will get that. It's Fraser. Oh, of course. It yeah, it's Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, naturally. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Hope everyone can hear those sirens and Siri talking in there. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. How did you not research the podcast? It's the podcast police here to arrest us. They heard the pod and they were like, sand? We'll put that on the fire. Great <laughs> idea. Let's go to Fraser. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Second largest sand island in the world. Respect. How good sand? Um, and also, just at that stat, Stratty is fucking enormous. It's big. It always blows me away whenever I'm there because it just feels like... I mean, when you're there without a car and you have to walk between everything, you do appreciate how big it is. Oh, yeah. But it's just such a concentrated vibe mm. in the same way that, you know, two streets of the Gold Coast are at schoolies. Yeah. That it takes my breath away that it's 275 square k's. And there's so much... And it's all made of sand. You're just walking... Like, for example, I was there once and I'm walking along the sand and there was two sets of footprints next to me as there seems to be when you walk on the sand. But then when I got to home beach... And, Sorry. Well, there was there was a few mean people yelling out at me, oh, yeah. like meme guys from churchy, you know. And then there was only one set of footprints, and I was like, "What the fuck, mate?" There was there was two fucking footsteps here the whole fucking time, bro. And then I get to the end of the churchy boys, you know, go off to have a beer, and I'm, I'm all upset. And I said to Jesus, mate, I was like, what the fuck were you? And he's like, bro, I was carrying you, bro. Oh, you're kidding. He's like, you were so fucked up on Google. <laughs> when when, I, that when I you get drunk you. at preschoolers and Jesus, Jesus carries, carries you home. <laughs> I was carrying one set of footprints, bro, because you twisted your ankle on the in-ground trampoline. You had to be carried home. <laughs> or we're at South. Jesus is at South Strati. Right, like, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah, well, there's definitely no God at North Strati, mate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But people do get crucified. The- oh. An Aboriginal oh, presence on, on the, making a sequel. An Aboriginal presence on the island has been long and ongoing, resulting in a successful native t- title determination. I'll, I'll also say that is one of the all-time lightest phrasings of like been here for forty thousand years. Of like, I reckon a white person wrote this. I reckon this. a white person, but the Aboriginal presence has been long and ongoing. It's like, it's like, do you remember that hoax where that white guy in America was like, "Oh my God, black people broke into my house and drew graffiti everywhere," and the graffiti said, "Blacks rule." <laughs> and everyone was like, that's how not a black you person clearly talks. Did this. You clearly wrote that. It's like white person going, wow, long and ongoing, <laughs> plenty of native title there or something, I don't know. But really good, successful native t- title uh, determination, which is quite rare uh, with our legal system. Really hard. Mm. Requires some great long ongoing connections. Yeah. And I guess, you know, 20 years of white culture of getting fucked up there doesn't seem to replace the thousands of years of indigenous heritage. So mm. it's a good decision by the courts and that's yeah. all we have to say on the matter. No terra nullius, yeah. but... Uh, 
A lot of Terrace Nullius yeah. over there. A lot of Terry bloody Nulliusing his own liver. No. <laughs> All right. The island has been... Yeah, Terra yeah. Nullius is a white concept. Well, Terra Nullius has never, never been applied. Yeah, Terra Nullius is a bad it's thing. It's an awful legal fiction. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Mm. The island yeah, yeah. has been the site for sand... <laughs> glad, we, um, glad we sorted that. The island has been the site... That's what we need to say about race for about 30 more episodes. <laughs> the island has been the site for sand mining for more than 60 years. Now, the sand mining's banned now because it's so drastic for the bloody environment. Well, and also, I so mean, cheeky. like, at the point at which the island's made of sand, sand mining is... Inherently stripping away from the island. It is the most literal sense of this trade is destroying our island. Yeah, it yeah. actually is. I mean, like, you know... It'd like me being like, the trade of selling bed sheets and bits of my bed is mm. really <laughs> taking away from my right to my bedroom. Yeah, it's bizarre that um, mining wood strips off the walls mm. is, uh, you know, getting such a bad reaction in my bedroom. So what do they use We're slowly sand? unbilding the Caxton Street Studios. Uh, that does happen. Uh, happen. Do they make glass out of sand? Yeah, hell yeah, they you've do. Been, you've been to a glass blowing factory in Venice, mate. Yes. Maybe it's stratty sand. I was as hungover as I've ever been in my life and it was not what I was like, oh, the coolest is how they make glass. I want to glass myself. Mm. And then... But I imagine that's like a nice... pale ale and did yeah, you keep yeah. drinking? Or? Obviously. Um, but that was like a <laughs> circle of life thing, isn't it? It's like they, the sand is at Stratty. It's been there for thousands of years. They yeah. mine the sand, they turn it into glass and it comes back in the form of a pure blonde with a year oh, 11 true. kid who stole it from his dad's estate. Pure estuary. blonde, a warm pure blonde, to be clear, or a warm... I reckon a warm Hans super dry litters the streets of Stratty more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to preschoolies later, but um, a, a younger sister of someone who was at preschoolies yeah. at the moment um, was talking about getting alcohol and has said, oh, yeah, I need you to buy me alcohol to the older sister. And the older sister's like, oh, well, how much do you need? And then, <laughs> Firstly, he was asking for like a bottle of vodka a day, yeah. to which he was like, you're in year 11. I'm like, and also a you litre do not bottle this. of vodka a day. Absolute. <laughs> He's like, I need I more. Put <laughs> King shit. Because I was always, particularly when I went to school, this, my biggest fear was not having enough. Like you always mm. feel like, you know, if you have too much, you can come back. Mm. But also like four bottles of vodka around <laughs> a 16 year old is fucking criminally negligent. Yeah, exactly. But the, um, so the sister was being like, no. And she was like, please, if you don't buy me, all I have is... Um, five Han super drives that I found in the esky from dad that I've taken. And I just love the idea of like year 11 girls standing around getting, like their, a, getting their photos and just one person drinking a warm Han super drive being drinking, like, oh geez. They're drinking UDLs or vodka premix in a Mount Franklin bottle and one of them's like, gee, uh, low carb. Anyone say that? Low carb. I'm, I'm still in ketosis. I'm in ketosis I'm so in ketosis. I can actually have a, uh, a pure blonde. Yeah, that's how it works. Pure blondes drinking pure blondes. It's a bit of cannibalism. That'd actually be a great caption. Like, oh, just a few pure, pure blondes, blondes. And it's, a and few it's like girls. four blonde girls drinking pure blonde. Oh, that's fun. Gee, fucking... Oh, God. Can any of our blonde friends action that, please? <laughs> We'd love to be get, mad. Get together with some other blonde friends. I'd love to be credited. <laughs> pure blondes. Jeez. Mm. Um, Hitler's favourite beer. Uh, but, yeah, sand mining, whatever. I think it's done now. Clyde Palmer wasn't happy about all yeah. of that. I feel like, I was, of, I, felt I, like I was sand mining yesterday when I went to the beach in my Birkenstocks. Yeah. Came home with half the Still beach. Bloody right. Scooping them up, mate. Vacuuming I feel like the, the reason sand mining didn't really like take off is like no one quite understood what it was. Yeah, like it didn't grip me as an issue because I'm like I don't quite know why they're doing. This. Well, we were talking about building our own beach in relation to the. So we've now got in our very small front yard mm. an in-ground trampoline, a blow-up pool, and, and a beach. And a beach. Yeah, um, because we have just a lot of half of our backyard sort of dirt and dust, mm. and I reckon we just fill it in with a couple of bags of sand. Do a beach. Well, dumb question, but I guess you can buy sand, like sandbags that people had during yeah. the floods, and also like Streets Beach at South Bank. I wonder oh, yeah. if that's come from Stratty because that oh, sand true. wasn't just there. The was power it? of Stratty sand. And lots of piss from tourists has mm. formed what is now known as Streets Beach. Mage Streets. Ma match made in heaven. 
Love a bit of sand. Build a sand castle. Um, the clo- <laughs> This is just a funny sentence I saw um, about the geography. The climate of North Stradbroke Island is subtropical with warm, moist summers. Yeah, I bet, mate. Yeah, bloody. Yeah. Get a couple of moist summers down into your gallop, mate. Yeah, hey, I went the 4X summers route. I didn't oh, go no. the disgusting, I was thinking get moist. your head out of the gutter. Mm. You know, I love a moist, a lot of moist I'm moist the whole time over there. Very sweaty. And everyone it walks is sweaty. everywhere. Yeah. That's the main thing in Australia, isn't it? Walking. It's a bit of a miracle to have a car. Yeah. Oh, God. If you had a car, if there was a car there in year 11, you became the most popular You became bloke. literally a king. A king. You became the Earl of Australia in some respects. There was a time of just like those cut, like all I remember is like red P plates zooming yeah. around Australia at about 130 with um, Rockstar by Post Malone blasting out of it. That was the sound of Australia for a long time. Like, I was zooming and feeling old. like a rock star. Oh, you do you want to go to Bob's? We're going to get, we're going to get a. Some fins and fries what and a, what else and, a, and a two-liter thing of juice. Oh, what else did you hear? Like grandpa. I got those holes bag bipping up, looking like a pop star. I, I was I was in the hills, fucking models with a bitch like pop. Raw. I don't remember the words. It's weird that before we recorded, you were like, "Oh, I really want to." Um, I've been practicing post lines, <laughs> rock star. I really want to shoehorn it into the episode. Make sure, I, make I sure. Apropos of nothing, we work in post Malone's. <laughs> uh, I was looking booty, bitch, fat boy, popping dick, rock poo. So, five main beaches provide <laughs> fishing, surfing, and water opportunities on NSI North Trabroke. There, the there's Main Beach, thirty-two <laughs> kilometers long and good for surfing. Cylinder Beach, which is a protected swimming beach with a smaller swell. Home Beach, which is popular with swimmers. Frenchman's Beach slash Deadman's Beach. That's where the gorge is. With rock pools, but no life-saving And then... And Flinders Beach. And then Post Malone Beach. (laughs) Henry? Another? I was was licking dick, bitch, clit, boob, looking like a dick poop. I was swimming (laughs) in the surf with sand, looking like a rock star. Flinders Beach was offers good swimming and beach camping. Main Beach is also the location of the entry to the Keyhole Track, ooh, which is one of the top four-wheel drive tracks near Brisbane. So, right. So, what's your favourite beach? Rank of beaches? I love Cylinder and I don't think you can go past it. I think it's the most classic looking one. I don't know what the, what are those plants that are at Stratty that you just don't really see that much else. Like there's a smell to Stratty. It's incredibly tropical. It's like this weird tropical plant that uh, it just isn't as prominent up or down the coast, certainly not on the Gold Coast. Mm. I love Cylinder. Um, the gorge at Dead Man's is cool and very aesthetic, but I'd much rather swim in big open surf than rock pools and shit. I'm big on Cylinder and then the gorge. The gorge yeah. though, have you, like, I mean, the gorge obviously is the me one more thing- of a fun place to hang than like swim. All of my mates went cliff diving at the gorge. I did it once and was so incredibly scared because it's not, it's the one thing your parents tell you not to do and apologies yeah. to your parents but um, to listening to this, but like when everyone, as they do, jumps off the cliff at the gorge. I never did. Yeah, no. Too scared. Well, mate, this is the thing. I was I was very much- Openly a coward. Truly peer pressured. In. I didn't have your bravery to stand up. Yeah. I'm not Neville Longbottom <laughs> over here standing up to my fucking friends. Me doing a high ropes course in year nine being like, I can't let you do this. Sorry, Joe, Patricus Totalis. <laughs> You just get, get up there, motherfucker. You're just getting put into paralysis by Will Spurgeon. <laughs> and, for, and I'm forced to abseil by Oscar McCain. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got peer pressure to do it once. In the age of the GoPro. So I think really my role, because oh, they're yeah, like, you, Henry, you, you, you want the film footage. and TV. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get the GoPro work? Was this in like first year uni or high school? I think this would have been like year 12, yeah. And we yeah. um we climbed up. But it's not even the jumping. Like jumping off a height doesn't scare me as much as no. climbing a wet rock wall Absolutely. and the fear of slipping and falling backwards. But anyway, I didn't do it. So everyone was cliff diving. I got down. 
and then Red Gone Girl on the beach. Oh, really? So I read Gone Girl as uh, everyone else. Oh, was. congratulations. Thanks, man. That was very nice. But That's good. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the gorge, I, I the agree. gorge has got that edgy element because yeah. it's like, oh, jumping people are fucking off jumping. a cliff, I feel. Because generally, you know, there's not a lot of rocks underneath. No. At no point is that, and you can jump out from the cliff. You're quite confident. At the point at which you're considering the jump at the top, you're probably safe. Yeah. But it's the getting up there. Wet also, cliff climbing is more scary oh, than cliff 100%. diving, for sure. Well, you can just see how your hand slips, catches a rock, tears your hand open, you fall back, and you're like bleeding in the surf. And everyone's like, had too many beers to save you. And then if a sniper was after you, if there was some sort of assassination attempt, they've mm. got a great clear shot from oh, the top 100%. of the cliff. So if you're going Take up, the shot. I mean, take it. I don't have a clear shot. Take the shot. Take the shot, James. And, and James, and do try James. to wear sunscreen this time. <laughs> Bond being sent for the next Bond movie to on a Strati. mission. <laughs> He's like, Idris Elba goes to Strati is the next Bond. Ma'am, I'll be going to Stradbroke Island. There's a uh, house on Tramican that I need to break into. He was the founder of What If. True story. He actually yeah, does yeah, have a house true. there. Infinity pool. It's like What If is like feeding incorrect tourism information as part of a like global terror. Like Spectre? Yeah, yeah. Like Spectre are trying to like boost housing prices or something so they're sending holidays on what <laughs> if it's like, I need to go and infiltrate the what if uh, premises and then mum's like and then Emma's like oh and James do try and just have six standard drinks a night <laughs> I'll send I'll send you with a six pack because I'm very responsible and I I understand I'm a cool M <laughs> I'll send you with a six pack but make sure that's all you drink Q's, James Q's like James here have this pen and it's like is it really a pen no James <laughs> it's a bottle of vodka James, James, do try to slip, slop, slap, do would you? Put on some zinc, James. James do try to drink beer. <laughs> James is like, and the movie's called like Die, Die Cliff Dive Another Time or something. Oh, no, God, no. Well, that's like the tone um, of all Bond movies. Maybe like the story. Stradness, like madness or something. No, that's terrible. What, when the fuck has a Bond movie ever had some sort of pun in it? It's always Octopussy. like no, no time. Yeah, true. No time to die. Which Bond are you thinking? I'm thinking like Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. I'm thinking Man with the Gun. Sorry, they're like all puns. Sort oh, of. What? Spectre. No, not the recent <laughs> ones because they're trying to be serious, but like the Living Daylights in the context of the movie is a pun. Yeah, okay, fair. Man enough. with the Golden Gun, Octopussy. Octopussy's great. Octopussy's a pretty. Yeah. Moonraker is like, it's not really a pun, but it's silly. Man with the golden gun. What if it was something to be like the man with the golden beer? I don't know. This sand of mine is something. It's yeah, a, it's yeah, a, it's that's like good. an international yeah, 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 sand yeah. mining plot. Oh, that's good. Sands of mine. The sands of mine. Sands of mine. That's good. That and and cool. there'd be like a and the li- song is and the songs by like oh or like live and let mine. Oh, live and let yeah. mine. <laughs> but then the songs by like I don't know. Friggin' like Regina Spectre or something. Yeah. And you know, dun dun dun, huh? Live and let my hand. It's way too jazzy for a Bond thing. (laughs) So, if uh, if any producers want to get in touch with us for a spec script for Live and Let Mine. Mm. And then it's a weird sequel, Live and Let Mime, where James goes to Paris. I'm just going to read some actual history here from the Wikipedia. We'll try and pump through this. North Stradbroke Island has the earliest evidence of human occupation in southeast Queensland. The Aboriginal name of the island is Minjeriba, which means Island in the Sun. The first recorded visit by a European was by it Matthew means what? Island in the Sun. Let me go out. <laughs> no, no, no. The Weezer song. Oh. When you're on a holiday at Minjeriba. I do love the bass. Because yeah. I play the bass. Henry in the plays the bass in the mangroves. Um, true. 
Uh, the first recorded visit by a European was by... Oh, here it is. Weezer. No. Um, was, by, <laughs> was by Matthew Flinders in 1802, hence Flinders Beach, um, who was seeking a source of fresh water, um, but instead had to settle for goon. Um, he was impressed by the Aboriginal oh. people's health and hospitality. Lovely idea. He's sure impressed he, by their sure health. He, sure, he killed them anyway. Yeah. Uh, local, like, this is very impressive. Time to keep being a coloniser. Local historian Thomas Wellesby records an Aboriginal oral tradition that was earlier contact that there was earlier contact with non-Indigenous people. This concerns two survivors. This is interesting. Who walked into one of the Aboriginal camps after their ship was wrecked on the ocean side of the island? The tradition states that one of the men was named Juan and the other Wunnunga. In so, 1890, a member of the Campbell family, one of Stradbroke's oldest mixed-blood families, all right, Malfoy, um, told Wellsby that the remains of the ship were still visible in the 18-mile swamp and that they were the remains of an English oak. This story gives rise to a local legend that the remains of a Spanish or Portuguese shipwreck known as the Stradbroke Island Galleon exist somewhere in the 18-mile swamp. Fascinating. Now, Henry... What I do find really interesting is this oral tradition says two men walked into the camp, Juan mm. and Wunanga. Yeah. I don't know how they <laughs> met. Different. I think really they met on exchange. Like, the joke, like, like a Spaniard and an Irishman walk into a bar. It's like, it's so Juan and Wunanga walk into the camp after a shipwreck. Don't know Huge, respect. Huge respect. So what else have we got? We got That's pretty 18, cool 20... that there is a shipwreck somewhere in the 18-mile swamp. So maybe instead of yeah. playing bloody spike ball on the beach, next time maybe we could find the shipwreck, recruit some of these find youth. The shipwreck. Yeah, and next time you know, if you want to pay your parents back for the Tramican house you've rented out mm, for you and absolutely. sixteen people, just go find the galleon and then pay them just back. Pay mum and dad back in gold. Uh, mum and dad, I hope you will accept the uh, loan that you gave me. I won't be transferring from my bank account. Instead, I have this silver. Mm, enjoy this galleon and a joke about Juan and Wananga. <laughs> enjoy this galleon <laughs> and the skeleton of an mm. old pirate. Now, speaking of shipwrecks, Henry, we've got another interesting tidbit. Mm. Uh, apparently, in 1823, three shipwrecked sailors from Sydney, uh, Tom, John, and Rich, oh, yeah. spent time on the island after they were washed ashore on Morton. Hell yeah. Local Indigenous people supplied them with food and shelter and even gave them a canoe to help them on their way. Their experiences prompted interest in Morton Bay, and in 1827, Governor Ralph Darling came from Sydney, giving the names Stradbroke Island and Dunwich, in honour of the commander of the ship, Captain Henry John Rue. Hello whose family held the titles Earl of Stradbroke and Viscount Dunwich. Hell yeah. Now, it is incredible that there was a first Earl of Stradbroke because when I had four beer snorkels there in ten minutes, that's what everyone called me. Yeah, let's just say when I got with Maddie Edwards on Home Beach, uh, they called me the Earl of Stradbroke for a few days there. Yeah, I remember a certain occasion on uh, Tequila Tuesdays involving a couple of Hallows girls that gave me the name of uh, Earl of Stradbroke. Ladies and gentlemen, he's woken up in the gutter, covered in vomit. The Earl! Uh, you know what my favourite TV show is? What? My name is Earl of Stradbroke. <laughs> What's your favourite type of tea, mate? Earl uh, Grey of Stradbroke. Yep. Oh. <laughs> what? My favourite type of tea it's is... It's like, oh, actually, this little vanilla vanilla and pear one from <laughs> T2. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, right. My favourite type of tea is Viscount Dunwich, <laughs> which is two words that look like Viscount Dunwich. Would you rather be the Viscount Dunwich or the Earl of Stradbroke? Oh, it's Viscount. No, I'm, I know. I was just doing what you were Don't doing. be absurd. Would you rather be the Earl or the Viscount? Uh, I'd rather be the Earl of Stradbroke. I think I'd like to be the Viscount Dunwich. Well, we could make that work. That you works. could be the Viscount Dunwich, I'd be the Earl of Stradbroke. Well, you could Viscount, be- I, you would have much more control over transport in and out of the island. I think you would ultimately have more power because you control the ferries to me. The Viscount controls the ferries. Accurately reflects yeah. our relationship. Also, um, Stradbroke, like, is there a... 
strat broker, like stock broker, uh, someone who like goes to strat a lot. I'm trying to think of a different twist on the title. Well, I was trying to think. I work on that. I was thinking is lad brokes because oh. it's obviously like brokers for betting and for lads. Like it's obviously marketed for yeah. men. Would you say that that's their, they're trying to appeal to a little bit of like, oh, you know, you love your beach holiday. Well, possibly. Have I mean, a bet on the horses. We have a friend who, you know, ran the Labrokes account for his little media agency for a little while. A little me- for, for I don't little, think he listens, so we're fine. For his little advertising gambit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, true. I mean, like, like, I always hear Labrokes, because I always thought that was in the vein of what we spoke about earlier. One of the, like, absolutely cringe captions that you'd see on, like, you know, a photo of a few blokes yeah. with their tops off and then it'd Would be, be Labrokes. Lad, Labrokes. Yeah. And then Labrokes came along and made that a pretty stupid caption. Mm. Like when I uh, posted, I went to Australia with a bunch of mates, shirts off and we posted Crown Bet as our <laughs> caption. <laughs> made a lot of sense. Hey, <laughs> uh, have a real Bet365 of a weekend, everyone. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then... A mission. A mission was established at Moon Galba by Passionist priests in 1843, but their attempts failed and they left the island not long afterwards. Goes to my theory of uh, North Strati is a godless place. Yeah, uh, it is. And it even was in 1843. I mean, those Passionist priests did what many, you know, the, the people who get invited along for one night and then have to go home. Mm. I think that's... Uh, passionist priests are like, listen, <laughs> Ian, you got ritualistic. <laughs> you know those passion fruit priests that uh, keep trying to set oh, up... the passion fruit priests. Keep trying to set up Drake missions all over the place. In July 2011, the Kwandamuka people of North Stradbroke Island won a 16-year-long battle to have their native title claim recognised. Outstanding. Awesome. Hats off. And then the final thing I want to say that's not in the Wikipedia, but mm. I'm pretty sure there's a Jaws connection. Now, obviously, Stradbroke is a place where shark Wouldn't infestations. Be Jaws 1. No, it is. Because sharks... Obviously, Jaws 1 wasn't filmed at Straddy. But Amity, yes. Amity Point is the name of the setting, the fiction, so-called yeah. fictional setting of Jaws, which was inspired when some of the creators went to Stratty to research for the film. I'm almost certain of this. I couldn't find it anywhere um, on the internet, but there's definitely... Pull you up a- on something. Jaws is based on a book, and yep. the, it's called Amity in the book. Maybe the, maybe the author of the book went to Stratbrook. Maybe. With, uh, that maybe actually he, makes more sense to me than like a film crew going to Stratty. It's just like this American author was in Australia once. Maybe what I'm thinking is... The American author named it after Stratty, and then the film crew were like, "Let's go in terms of maybe to get located, yeah, to get yeah, inspired for how we're going to make the movie look. Let's go to Stratty." I'm just sure there's I've seen also, photos of George. I don't know if Spielberg himself came out. There's also like the Amityville Horror is a really prominent American horror movie that was before Jaws. Like I think Amity is a pretty big thing in America. I'm sure, but Amity Point is where Jaws is set, and we have yeah. Amity Point on Stradbroke Island, and Stradbroke Island is surrounded by sharks. There's sharks fucking everywhere. Every yeah. second week, there's a shark attack. Have you found any evidence of this? I've been I'm Googling. I Googled Jaws. I did an advanced search on Google Chrome of Jaws, Amity, Point, Stradbroke. There's definitely some sort of connection. Doing a bit of line of research here, guys. There's definitely uh, all, all I'm seeing is it shares its name with the coastal setting for Jaws. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Peter Benchley is the author of Jaws. Oh, hell yeah, Bencher. Uh, American writer, Bench, Benchman. Actually, I've read the book of Jaws. Super weird erotic subplot. Yeah, really? Dominates like half the book. Oh. Uh, one of the characters Between, with the sh- One of the dudes yeah, yeah, with the sharks. The sharks. It's like yeah, that. Have you seen that Netflix doco that's out at the moment about a guy who has like an erotic relationship with an octopus? Sure. And like he doesn't fuck it, but it's like very sensual. Yeah, right. It's really weird. Um, Henry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a firm position here. I think you're wrong. Okay, fine. Well, I, don't think, I think there is a Jaws connection. And hey, if not, I reckon on about the third night of uh, September strategy, there's a few oh, Jaws. A couple of, couple of Jaws disconnected, A few mate. Jaws. A few Jaws, jaws swinging. Are, you're in Dunwich, but your Jaws in point lookout, mate. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Watch out. Uh, 
be funny if the shark did do pingers. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Let's get to what everyone's waiting for. Contemporary. What does Stradbroke Island mean to the youth of Brisbane today? So first off, worth acknowledging, as we said, we, oh, well, we should say this. We haven't really said our opinion of Stradbroke Island. No. We haven't given it. What, what's your take? Just uh, in brief, my 30 seconds. Um, I went to Straddy five or six times a year when I was younger. Like, I loved going to Straddy, you know, absolutely loved it. I haven't been for about six years. I haven't been to Straddy for the entire time I've been able to drink. I wasn't allowed to go to preschoolers. So my memories of Straddy are so influenced by just being there as like a really little kid and seeing some of the carnage that would unfold and not really understanding what it was. And then you just hear all the stories when you're back at school the next day and it's like, oh, I've slowly gathered what it is. I love Straddy. I think it has probably the best beaches in Queensland and I think it is the crown jewel of Queensland as a tropical, relaxed, fun-loving place. Yeah, my... My take, my family didn't go there because oh. we spent all our time, you know, out in the country. In so Mexico. we weren't a big... And no. your ski chalet. No. Isn't that where not, you were? Your no. little ski house? No, we weren't there. Yeah, it was tough working class upbringing you had, Matt. Poor and, you. Yeah. And then <laughs> so we'd um, basically, when the help were on holidays, we'd <laughs> take that opportunity to go out of town. We used to shout the maids a holiday to Australia. Now, they course, we'd never dirty ourselves. <laughs> such a trip. Well, we didn't want to run into them at the shops. Do you know what it's like running into the help when they're off duty at the shops? Yeah. It's because, very awkward. Because you only think they shop to buy food for you. Well, so you run into the shops and you're going, oh, you eat I like, food too. I don't, I don't like eight tins of beans. Oh, they're for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like spam. Oh, <laughs> hang on. You're feeding your whole family because we pay. We don't pay you a livable wage to be the help. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize. Oh, that's on me. Sorry, that's totally what Sorry, we're there. just off to Switzerland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just popping in to get yeah. some, uh, yeah, some fruit loops on yeah, the way. We're doing the an Arpre schemed the drinks, so do wear your $500 <laughs> outfit. <laughs> so, but what is your impression of Stratty? No, I like Stratty. Um, I was, as you can imagine, I was very, very cynical about it when I wasn't involved. So, my <laughs> best mates, all their families would go there over every Christmas holidays. I was never invited, so I developed a huge cynicism towards mm. the place of it sucks, it's not good, it's just. Mm. A shitty little beach island. I then begun to be allowed to go there on day trips. Yes, day trips. And I will stand by that you can get a lot out of Australia on a day trip. I agree. I think more than most coastal destinations. Couldn't agree more. I think partly because it's an island. It's not like driving to Burley where it's like I could leave whenever, I could stay whenever. Mm. Like because it's an island, there's a ferry. You feel like, righto, I've got the day. I'm going to do my best. Well, I hope they never build a bridge because it's the that there is a little bit of an effort to get there. Absolutely. And that you've got to get in a boat. And make That's it really worth it. Uh, now, upon getting over the fact that I wasn't invited and being a, an adult who was able to go and mm. crash those said family holidays, in which I mean, I've never had my family go over there over that New Year's period, but I will just sleep on a couch uh, with the, thank you, big shout out to the McNamees and the Kadaros who That's have good. housed me many, many years. Uh, Stradbroke is absolutely beautiful. It is one of Australia's best gems. Yeah. It is the most you can feel like you have gone to a completely different geography without, with, you know, only a 30-minute drive from Brisbane yeah. and then a ferry that you're it on for looks, about 25 in my minutes. Experience, it is it so tropical. similar to, like, far north Queensland. Like, mm. when I was in, like, Cairns and Townsville and around there, I was like, oh, this is where Stratty's taking its cues from. It looks seriously different to Noosa, to the Gold Coast, to everything. It is just absolutely mm. gorgeous. And it's, it looks, to be honest, I think it looks quite different to Morton and Fraser as well. Me like, too. Oh, yeah, it's a bit of a cliche, but once you're on island time, you could not be further from Brisbane. And it is shocking when you just get back on the ferry and suddenly you're back in your car and you're in Brisbane within 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're going, oh, right, hang oh, on. Right. We are. Oh, I was that not that far close. away. Once yeah, you I don't, get on I that don't want a bridge. Slow... I don't want a bridge. Fuck the bridge. 
if there's publicly a publicly funded ferry, I want the ferry to be free and accessible to all who need it. Safe, legal, and rare. Well, that's what uh, <laughs> Trips to Strati should be safe, safe legal, and rare. rare. Let's talk about preschoolies. Yeah. It's happening as we speak. It's very... I sort of wish I was there now, but I know that's weird. It's because I was never allowed to go. I was not allowed to go either. Terrible. So you've got two... Little surprise knowing both our parents that no, we, we weren't allowed to go. Not only was I not allowed to go, it was demonised to oh, a shocking really? extent. My parents were like, this is the downfall of, downfall of Western civilization. Oh. can all be linked to the fact that a bunch of kids go to preschoolies. Because mum, mum was very big on rituals in terms of like... The reason schoolies is exciting is because it's the first time that you have graduated school. You're going away in a hotel with your friends Absolutely. for a week to get to. Mum was very big schoolies on... Schoolies is exciting because it is the first time you get to determine your own life for a mm. week. And mum just thought the idea of preschool... She seemed to... Not even the safety element or the drinking element. Ah. It really seemed to be like... Take How the fact that something. it took away from the significance of schoolies itself was why she just <laughs> fucking hates... She's like, preschoolies? Preschoolies? Just... What are you? What are you? A preschooler? <laughs> I was like, mum, mum, you, know, pre- you do realise it's not a bunch of preschoolers <laughs> going to it. I was like, they're too young. They should be doing finger painting. Oh, I want to have half a pill instead of our one. Yay. I'm going to preschoolies. I'm going to play with some blocks. Yay. And then there's kindergartenies. Yeah. Where you, of course, go to... Uh, year oneies. Year oneies. Oneies. <laughs> um, that is funny. Like, your mum is so... She's like, now, the feeling of putting your fist through a wall at Crown is so precious yeah. that it's got to be protected. Um, my parents didn't know that preschoolies Australia was a thing. Yeah, right. Uh, they were just like, no, you have to come on this family holiday type Majimba. Yeah. So... Wasn't even like, I think it eventually dawned on them that like, oh, because I was like, oh, a whole bunch of my mates are going over. They're like, oh, okay. I do love Stratty. Like they were so sympathetic to it. They were just like, no, absolutely not. You're coming on this family holiday. And then later they were like, oh, we've stopped you from going to actual preschoolies. And I think they were quite happy with themselves. They, 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 they like great accidentally stumbled yeah, upon like. some discipline. Yeah, I think that was the thing. My mum just really, and it's true. We should, we'll talk about the pros and cons, but the pervasiveness of private school kids. Oh, Flocking to this island, the population of the island, as we said earlier, just quadruples. It, it it's a, it's gross. Like there is, there is it's, an element. Like it's fun it's when you're cool part to of be it. a part of. It's a disgusting tradition, and it's also like, oh, I tell you who it's not disgusting for is Channel Seven because every oh, year when it happens, Korean Mail as well. Oh, it Dying is just out. locals being attacked in their homes by grammar boys yeah. and stuff like that. And you know, there's bits of truth to it, but yeah, it is an interesting. It's locals, a very locals being intellectually mocked by grammar boys, and like, it's not—it's not, it's not u- unique to Australians. Like it's a spring break style thing. I think it is the youth because it's—it's it's not just year twelve. It's not just preschool. It's now year eleven. Yeah, year eleven has made it into a big thing as well. It's like how like Noosa New Year's gets younger every year. Like when mm. I was there, they were like year nine. So I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I just think yeah, it, the word gets out. But you know how in. Year 12, there's always that cool group of year 11s who are friends with the year 12ers. Yeah. And those guys, I think, lead the charge. Because one of them was good at rugby, so played up. Set. Yeah, so or, played, or played in the first. older brother or one thing, but then he brings all his TC mates along. It's re- I find it so interesting that groups of TC guys tend to have mm. quite a wide aid range. Well, I was Like you, me, and Jack. Like you, me, and Jack. <laughs> uh, I, I was... The thing with me is that, like, I would... I was by the end. I was begging. Like my entire friendship oh. group were allowed to go. They had houses. See, I, I it was genuinely a, wasn't that fast on not going. I was legitimately the only person allowed to go, and oh, also my girlfriend in year twelve was there as well. Oh. So I was literally that sitting at home raw. watching Cartoon Network, and oh. <laughs> which I don't imagine I was. 
I was sitting at home watching Cat Dog season three, just tearing through it, really just, just weeping openly. Oh, mate, I was just putting away season just after season your, of your... Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and just <laughs> not allowed to go to Stratty. Sucked. Rocco's modern life was a great accompaniment to your paranoia of your girlfriend and all your mates being at Stratty. Well, I wasn't worried about getting cheated on as such. I was just worried about the fact that I was... Tr- it was it was FOMO like I've never felt it before. Yeah. Being not allowed to go. So, mum, the negotiation was, I think I was allowed to go and stay for one night. So, I was there for two days, stayed one night with Nick Vodakovic. Thanks for inviting me. And I think it wasn't that I was like, oh, See this your girlfriend? Is- Sorry? See your girlfriend? No. Yeah, I saw, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I saw my girlfriend. Yeah. Heaps. We went for a big walk. <laughs> Heaps, mate. Went for a big walk on the beach. Ah. Yeah, bro, I saw my girlfriend like all yeah, the time, bro. Bro, I swear to God, she's real. Bro, I saw she's my girlfriend. absolutely girl. real. Yeah. yeah. She just lives it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know if she's a local. It's the one time of year I was able to see it, so I had to convince <laughs> mum to let me go. But I went over and there was a big part of me that was like, it it got a lot funner as it got older. I have a lot more fun there at New Year's when there are yeah. families around. There's lots going on. There's festivities that you can go to the hotel. I think at the time I was like, like you can go to the pub, you can like, be free. A lot of preschoolies, for, and I wasn't a big drinker in school. I was a bit of a goody two-shoes. So I think for me, it was like, this is just a lot of walking around. It was yeah. no shoes, developing the most insane calluses on your feet and walking around on those hard bitumen roads and you'd get to the top and it'd be like, we're all going to this person's house. The yeah. huge party, you'd get there. And then it'd be like, change of plan. We're all going to this oh, person's mate. house. That's where the drinking's happening. Their mum is really loose and she's gone to have a drink with her family friend. So the house is free. Oh. Here we go. And it'd be like an army being like, what with the waltzing grommet thing? We forgot the UDL I have no idea, but you went for the waltzing grommet thing. All right, guys, come on, let's drink up. Cheese grommet. We forgot the crackers. Da, 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 da. Where's the wear rabbit? I got the wrong ball shorts. <laughs> you, no, no, I'm thinking is, is what on earth? What's the one in ants? The mar- the army marching song, like the. Da, oh God, a listener's gonna send it. Oh, in. is it the bridge over river choir thing? How's that go? Um. The old, the old That's what I was looking for. Hitler has only got one ball. Yeah. Not. That sounds like animations. You know they have to move the individual clay animation. Sounds so much like a UK football channel. Like we get there, like Archer, Archer, Archer. He will blow you out today. Hooray! Alright. Well, anyway, Fuck, that was funny. that was the music as we were marching um, between. That's so it's so just true. a lot of walking around, and, and that's the impression I got because it was a really similar thing at like Noosa whenever you were there of like, oh, so and so's cool mum has gone, which I always saw as like, gee, get better parents. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed. It was if always mum had a school house. It was always a twenty kids drink. It was always a reckoning on who was a bad parent to see who's like because there had to be one adult, so there'd be like yeah. a, a group of ten mates and one mum. It was like. Oh, yeah, I'll go and mind them. And, and if you've been chosen as that mum, I'm sorry, you're not that good at your job. You're a terrible parent. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, <laughs> and you were, this, it, you, you were that let parent. down yourself. It's like how, like, you know, okay, pretty cool kids in high school. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got a free this weekend. Like, dad's just cool with it in year 10. And I'm like, yeah, he's not a very good dad, is he? Oh, that was the thing in like year nine. Be like, yeah, we're drinking. And um, weirdest thing, the parents actually came down and had a few glasses of wine with us. They were so in on it. How cool is that? I was like, yeah, how oh, cool is nurturing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents actually look after my health, but that's cool too, bro. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick highlights reel, yeah, man. Because um, I just want to also say at the outset, we got so many messages, so many stories. Thank you so much to everyone. You know, we were feeling a little bit um, lost about what suburb to do, what to do. We thought Stratty could be 
after taken, we thought Stratty could be a bit of a go and swamped with messages. Now, on the flip side, at 90% of messages were, I got really drunk. Cool. It's why you go there. If we yeah. do a schoolie special and your messages, I had a lot to drink and vomited. Fucking check yourself at the door. <laughs> but having said that, there were some amazing highlights. If we don't read out your message, we've probably just folded it into another story or observation. So Henry, start us off. Okay, well, the first one is there was a lot of messages, a big theme of people saying they went to schoolies despite ha- preschoolies despite having nowhere to stay. Now, I think this is very interesting and very common. There would be, as we mentioned, a few people with houses, but yeah. there would be, and I, as I said before, I have absolutely connected myself onto the McNamee and the Kadara house. Me, Sam Walters, Angus Fowler, every year it'd just be a case of almost to the point where we were so rude as to not ask. I think I'd try and buy like a bottle of wine and chocolates for That's good. Um, That's the solid. parents when I when I left. But yeah, we'd go along and just, and just that, assume you could be there. And that was just at New Year's and it was very, very generous of them to have me along each time. Well, just but, briefly, uh, we didn't get sent this, but one of my fave going over, because a lot of people do go over just planning to crash on couches. Earnestly, uh, not even with a car sometimes. They just want to bounce around. Year 12 preschoolies, uh, Oscar McCabe, who was terrace captain at the time, yeah. goes over with not a single booking, just knowing he can leverage being the school captain into crashing basically just exercising you know the right of prima nocta like Braveheart <laughs> to crash at the house of any terrorist boy and it worked perfectly I, of course think, it he, did. I think he had a bed every night yeah no, oh, most people do there were a lot of people who would occasionally stay in a van and whatnot uh, but we did get sent one incredible message where there was a bunch of yeah. churchy boys and they took it a little bit further they they did the logical extension of crashing at someone's house they and broke we, in yeah they've, they've found an empty house <laughs> They've broken also, what into fuck it. Was leaving their house empty on schoolie strategy. At least leave some lights on and a radio or something. Well, they they yeah, like they probably just time. didn't want to rent it out because they knew what happened. Yeah. They knew that, like what happened with some of my mates, they, oh, this is horrible. They rented a place. Yeah. And on the final night, I basically just had like an eviction party. Oh. And there was this, I can't remember what it was, make a cake. So they got a bag of flour, egg, all the ingredients of a cake, and just threw it into the ceiling fan. Oh. And the guy who's. Like it was, the place was—I've never seen anything like it. I was like, I, I left because I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. And then I just—and then the ne- I think the real estate agent walked in the next day and went, Jesus Christ! And the person whose um, name the booking was under is now literally banned from Stradbroke Island. As if, if he gets on the ferry, he, it is within the jurisdiction of the Cleveland Police to, to say he had to no, go and get interviewed way. and like go to court and oh, stuff like that. I'm pretty sucks. sure he, yeah. And right, I just so. don't get that. That's motivation. someone's home. That's someone's home. Also, now as we rent, I'm like, God, like people who rent out homes pretty good blokes like it's the risk like, you take the other thing as well is like the type of private school person who's going to pre-strati i'm pretty sure Huge all blog. of them would have a holiday house 100%. all of their families would have a second little getaway home um, imagine if someone turned up and destroyed your also, holiday house all of them probably have parents who if you put a mug down wrong at the holiday house will berate you for not using a coaster yeah like they would all have the most uptight excuse me our house in perigian is extremely valuable but we call them sunshine coasters yeah Could you just put a sunshine <laughs> really coaster sorry. under your cocktail please there darling yeah. i know you're only 14 but uh you're never too young for a margarita hey darl i, I have a glass of wine with dinner in France. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah but they, they have, have like nine goals. goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and also France is a, a but so these, these churchy boys basically found a house, broke in and squatted there for a week, which I sort of respect the hustle. It's pretty awesome. But I also don't get the vibe they did any property damage. It's only that they broke in. It's annoying that they like, were 11, 11 years and 51 weeks off an adverse possession claim. Yeah. They, if they just stayed, <laughs> they were a, there for they so just stayed long. for about 11 years longer, they mm. might have been able to have the house legally. But mm. apparently one of the blokes who did it, well, the, the house belonged to a mother of one of the like guys. They must have broken into their own house. I don't understand. Oh, no, I got the vibe for the message of it belonged to a mother of a classmate. 
not someone maybe who was invited. I don't think it was one of the blokes who broke in. Anyway, she's a lawyer. The neighbours taken photos and sent them. Uh, the lawyer mum has basically taken these guys. I think the charges surprisingly were dropped for B and E. Yeah, it's uh, but be they a had to pay about theme in mm. private school shenanigans. Uh, not really much happening by the courts. No, uh, imagine that. So yeah, essentially. But I think they had to pay about 3K in fine. That was very interesting. Uh, another one was, I mean, the fucking, like we stayed in this place, first year uni we went for the uni September strategy and we were in a place on Bagoon Street. Um, <laughs> Bagoon, House of Poon, yep. And there Classic. was- Not House of Goon. Well, I get. Well, there was. Oh, you do a bagoon, oh. a bagoon spin to get in yeah, or some yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah. like that. But you had to get the misogynistic nickname in there somewhere, didn't you? I mean, poon is poon misogynistic. Yeah. Like, everyone likes a bit of poon. I think both all oh. genders or non-genders can enjoy a bit of poon. Oh, mm. it's like your teen porn thing. Oh, poon's not. You're like not teen. hitting. You're not hitting winners on this show. Your four hands down the line aren't what they used to be. All right, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Told you I'd work this. <laughs> Joe, before this goes, watch me work Andre Agassi into this episode. <laughs> watch me seamlessly work it in. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, this house, like, I'm pretty sure someone put rocks in the washing machine to clean them. And then we would, oh, yeah, like, quite funny. pretty fun. And then we'd do <laughs> um, ACDC. We'd, we'd whack on the speaker, the, like, big PA speaker at, like, midnight and bash tins and spoons and stuff. And there was one occasion where a neighbour who I think worked in the sand mines came over with a crowbar, got into the house, and there was just a lot of people having to hide, uh, literally hide under the beds. So that was scary. Uh, One that uh, we got sent in, Lucy Morris, friend of the show, Keenan Pakistani, she got punched in the back of the head, yelled, not the face! Began laughing at her own joke. And then uh, and out. then got knocked out and then got saved by a red frog. Wow. Um, Jesus saves. And then an anonymous message that came through. Funniest message we got by a mile. We're going we're to keep this anonymous, but it's, it's dark, but we laugh a lot. It's so funny. I was never allowed to go to Stratty until out of nowhere, my parents said I could go with my boyfriend. Came home from a weekend away and my parents told us they were divorcing. <laughs> Not really a Stratty story. Just a fun fact. And the description of it, a fun fact, makes me go, yeah, we can talk about it on the show, but that is just, oh, of course we can go to Stratty. No worries. Get, a, get out of the house for yep. a week. Yeah, We've changed our mind. Just get go. Get out of the house for a week, I reckon. Yeah. So, uh, but one that, yeah, we did get consistently sent by a lot of people was, remember the time that Henry sprayed vomit all yep. over it? Yeah. Not my finest hour. Probably the drunkest I've ever sprayed been. Sprayed vomit like a skunk. Like a I skunk heard. was uh, Georgie now, Maguire. Now skunks said. don't. It's Georgie Maguire, the scientist, famously. <laughs> <laughs> now, skunks don't spray vomit. No, so I don't really know. Yeah, what they well, mean. I guess the stench of the vomit was skunk esque. Maybe. No, it said sprayed like a skunk. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure skunks have the ability to vomit. Uh, maybe skunks True, are it's so just probably fun. not what it's they're renowned for. No, maybe that's yeah. like their backup. If it's like, oh no, I'm out of oh, my fart stink didn't work. gas. Yeah. <laughs> that's the backup. Well, bulimia is a pretty serious problem in the skunk community. It is. Right? You know, body image. Have you, they all look at uh, skunk morphine. They all look at uh, <laughs> the guy from over the head. The, I'm thinking of the Looney Tunes skunk, and they're all like, I just want to look like that. Pretty sure there's a skunk. Oh right. It's like Pierre or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a that French... That is funny that there's a French skunk. I think there's a French skunk and then all the skunks are like, oh, I want to look like Pierre and then they vomit and then there's bulimic. Anyway, bulimic skunks aside, I got... Yeah, it was Tequila Tuesday. Long story short, at Bagoon... Bagoon what, what's the name? Vomited like Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew is <laughs> what I was like, trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favourite Looney Tunes character, Pierre. Oh, my favourite Wallace and Gromit character, Pierre the skunk who vomits. Um, but yeah, basically... There were these rules in the Bagoon Street House of Poon. And like, yeah, and I broke one of them. This is kind of like 
no drinking with your right hand S sort of rules. And oh, I broke yeah. one of the rules. A drinking game rule. It wasn't a rule that I liked. It was a, it was a bad rule. And I said, I'm not going to do the punishment. Mm. And then by virtue of that, the guys, what is pretty funny, um, ro- like did a thing where they wouldn't listen to me speak. <laughs> so whenever I tried to speak for the next 24 hours, they're like, oh, the wind's a bit loud. A gust of wind is picking up. Great gear from them. That Very is terrific funny. Terrific commitment. I got really tantrumy. Went for a big walk for about eight hours. Came back and Shocker. thought I got taken to Kangaroo Court, and then they were like, "Your punishment is you have to do a um, a beer bong of chocolate liqueur." <clears throat> and even like saying this right now, as you just heard, like I Bailey's. It, yeah, but it was like a knockoff Bailey's oh, pure nice. chocolate liqueur, uh, bro. In a beer bong, I've like never been so sick in my life. And it, uh, put on that tequila Tuesday. So I was trying, I think, just to try and, in a great piece of Australian youth culture, I was trying to do heaps of tequila to prove to uh, my friends that my rule-breaking was a one-off, was an anomaly. And so it's it's maybe the only time in my life that I've had the true, I'll do one more tequila shot, cut, wake up the next day in bed. Oh, like, wow. and from what I was told by poor, you know, like Beatrice and, and, and yeah. Kate Lunny, I believe, who was renting the house, and your dear friends who were just like, yeah, you, you painted the wall. So I had to go and I went and apologised pathetic the next day and just absolutely yeah pathetic. not good at all but not good um it's not good enough very sorry about all of that um locals isn't good enough what locals 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 Let's talk big about the theme are uh, locals v tourists now this is my most entitled private school arrogant opinion so tune off for the next minute if you don't want to hear it I get that it's annoying when high school students come over and act like dickheads that's fine. But locals also have a huge beef with like families having holidays there and just people in general. I'm sorry, your economy wouldn't fucking exist without tourism. I have it's, the exact that, same problem two with weeks, Noosa yeah. and the Sunshine Coast of like, I'm sorry. And at least, you know, the Sunny Coast and Gold Coast are a little bit more self-sufficient. They're actual communities. We're also talking about white locals. I think, I think the indigenous yeah, yeah, sorry, population I mean, I mean like, having an issue is very, oh, very valid. Completely different. As recognised by yeah. a native title. And, and, and they also have a valid issue with the white so-called locals there. Yeah. Um, but just like, uh, less, you know, preschool is a different story, but fucking hell, like, locals. You, who's buying your fish and chips? Mm. Who's buying your gelato? It's this economy is only so. There are no other two thousand person towns in Queensland that have four fish and chip shops and seven bakeries, and they only exist because of tourism. Oh, I couldn't agree. Tourism is just their major trade. Mm. I'm not defending vomiting in the face of a gelato man. I am, but when your major industry is tourism, fucking don't buy the hand that feeds you. Lean in. It's yeah, and I think it's the. It is true of Cancel. many of the locals. There's the two, yeah, there's the store owner locals who, while their economy is being fueled, will complain about the lines and that they can't close at 1 p.m. Yeah. Uh, because here's one for you. Sometimes I want to eat lunch at 1.30 and the fish and chip shop closes from like, like four one, hours yeah. in the middle of the day. So there's that interesting. It opens like, like three hours total. It's fine. Which is fine. Do what you want to do, I suppose. But it is like that vitriol that comes from a lot of the locals in the aforementioned kind of Courier Mail articles yeah. of like, they're ruining the island. It's like, mate, it's two weeks in September that fuel the entire economy for yeah. that entire year. And definitely, like, I get that ban preschool is that's fine, but the idea that, like, family holidays ruining the island as well really irks me. Yeah. Like, Stratty is such an amazing major tourist destination. It should be showed off to the world. I love it when tourists come over and go to Stratty. It is pretty funny when a local grammar boy gets beaten the shit out of them by a gang of blokes with dreads. It, it is... The ability of locals to just roam the streets and bash. I mean, it's like a well-regulated militia. Mm. I'm not saying I endorse it, but it is a little bit of like, 
a natural symbiosis. It is. And speaking of militias, cops, mm. uh, cops. let's talk about the ACABs. Uh, absolute bastards on Stratty. <sighs> I reckon the Dogs Cleveland Police Service on Stratty are some of the greatest pigs you will ever see. It's fucked. They revel in fining $500 to young kids. Now, admittedly, private school kids fining 500 bucks, dad will pay it. Like, I sort of get why they do it, but they just seem to take such glee... Oh, revenue raising. Pricks. Mate, Cleveland revenue raising of that week. It's just open alcohol. Like, yeah, a lot of the stories we got sent in is like, there were legitimate soft drinks, obviously going yeah. to be mixed with alcohol, but they're just picking Someone up- had a two litre of actual cranberry juice. Of cranberry juice, sniffs it and then just laughing in their face, yeah. pours it on the ground. Like, they get real rough, yeah. the cops over there as you well. Like, they really do off. shove- There's they a lot of never, shoving into the fucking They side never of the stop any of the actual issues. When no. people are being huge dickheads and fucking up houses or, or fighting- Or sexual assault. Or sexual assault. I've never seen a cop, oh, four people sitting on the beach having a beer, you're all under arrest. Mm. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty- speaking, speaking of under arrest, Henry. Yeah. Uh, it is not uncommon for people, even friends of ours, to leave Stratty with a court date. A lot of we have friends who have quite earnestly probably won't mention them in case they want jobs yeah. or anything, but have been, have had I mean, to appear before the magistrates court yeah. I mean, in Cleveland so, or in Brisbane. Surprise, surprise! Yeah, a good mate of mine had just the most nerve wracking term four, um, with you know applying for uni and everything because he had a court date uh, about drinking at Stratty, not about property damage, not about anything, just having an open container of alcohol. Now, of course, you know, private school man. Charges dropped instantly, no criminal records. Obviously, uh, Their only way they wouldn't seek justice is if we named them on a podcast, which we won't do. Which but. we won't do. But yeah, a lot of, lot of people end up in court because of Stratty, so that's a, which is kind of funny. It's like that's keeping the holiday going. Uh, I you do. know, you get to stretch out the fun <laughs> of Stratty all the way to George Street. Yeah, and then like, and when you had Tequila Tuesdays, uh, did you think about the impact it would have on the community? It's like, no, you're all thought about the impact it would have on the liver, though. <laughs> too right. They're like, get out of here, Judge Scallywag. Judge is like, and welcome to the Brisbane Kangaroo court heard you uh texted your girlfriend last night Why? the judge is like now obviously this is awkward for me because you were actually renting out my house over there uh, <laughs> and and my son was of course the one opening the uh, the doors for you so uh, i might just give you a little bit of a slap on the wrist literally come here you look yeah, come on come on, come on. Oh. might just give you a bit of a kiss on the wrist mate Mwah. Sorry, that's a weird punishment you're on it yep <laughs> nothing hurts less than a slap on the wrist is that the point of the uh, saying least painful place to get slapped like i'm slapping myself on the wrist now, now it doesn't hurt slap on the back of the hand hurts because there's very little fat or anything. Ah, yeah, and hurt. it's a lot of bone. Because that's where the cane used to be mm. in English boarding schools, was back of the hand or palm. Now, slap on the wrist, it's fine. How about a flick on the dick? Yeah. That'd hurt. A flick in the ball, if you nail the placement, is crippling. Yeah. Jack true. Boulder tennis ball was my nuts yesterday in the backyard, and I couldn't walk for like two minutes. Nah. It's incredible how much it hurts. It does hurt. Anyway, not that relevant. Um, red frogs. Yeah, so um, they're they're mainly known for schoolies, the Red Frogs, but I think they upon well, they, they have a Stratty presence. Well, that's what I was thinking. That they catching on to the preschoolies. Mm. Just well, like they also have a did. presence at like some music festivals and stuff. Oh yeah, well, I, I, was at, I, was under- under- I was at the Toga party at River Stage yeah. in first year uni, and they were giving out donuts. I reckon there's some undercover Red Frogs who hang out with high schoolers to figure out where the next big drinking spot's going to be. <laughs> Imagine being a slip. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I've been it's under twenty one. It's, like, it's like the Departed. It's like it's the Departed. It's like I'm losing my fucking mind. I've been a deep cover. Red Frog for 18 years. I've done year three <laughs> 10 times. I've been studying English extension 15 times in a row. I can't unpack the cat in the hat that much more. <laughs> and then like the inverse of like a high schooler infiltrating the Red Frog yeah. to go to the top of the race. Like, yeah, I think everyone's going to be drinking at um, uh, Wynnum this year. We yeah. should all concentrate <laughs> our resources on Wynnum. We better buy some more pancake mix and take it to Wynnum, which is where all the debauchery will Definitely be. Definitely not at Stratty. Um, but I will say, 
Uh, it is funny because as we've, I think we've observed on the show before that red frogs to become one, you have to have a letter of reference from an Anglican pastor. Mm. So it's just so funny to me about these, you know, religious people in just such a godless place running amok. Mm. But I reckon the coolest red frogs get to go to Stratty. Yeah. I reckon schoolies on the Gold Coast, they're just all there, some of the nerds, but I reckon to go to such a lawless wasteland where everyone walks, you know, there's not really any transport. I reckon you've got to be a cool red frog to go to Stratty, mate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. Should we become red frogs? Hell yeah. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be fun. Or do we start a rival one and be like yeah. blue lizards? But we just like... No, the, we just start a rival tongues. one. We start a rival one called like blue Mitsubishis and we just give them pingers. <laughs> Green Rolexes. Oh yeah, we're the, um, we're the red Pac-Man. <laughs> In Edinburgh, you're just like, yeah, we're the red Pac-Mans. Also, oh, drug dealers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sorry, to be clear, oh, we're drug dealers. We're, we're dealing drugs. <laughs> well, they're frog dealers, really. But we still need to get an Anglican pastor <laughs> to give us a reference. Just a really cool progressive Anglican pastor. He's like, hey man, if it helps you get closer to God, who can blame you? He's like, I'm cool. I'm, I'm Fanglican. <laughs> like a fang? Like a fang. <laughs> I'm Fang. The Ang- like I'm a I'm a Banglican, but he's cool. He's like Anglican pastor. He's like I prefer Anglican pizza. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Anglican man. Anglican do sell you some pizza. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an Lo- Anglican. So. Let's talk about let's talk about local legends. Um, yeah, and they could be Anglicans. There's a lot of absolute champions on Stratty. I want to briefly mention. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, the Warlock. Yep. I want to talk about the Warlock. So this is the bus driver who operates the bus when you get off the ferry at Dunwich and drives all the way up to Amity, uh, does all the drop-offs. So everyone would know him if they've... Uh, great bloke. So if you are like me... For all my criticism of the locals, he is just absolutely carrying the flag for the locals being terrifically good blacks. He is as old as time. That's all I'll say. You know how there's like part of the Greek legend of when you go to the underworld... Uh, there's a guy who leads you on a boat across the river Styx. Mm. So basically you're in purgatory and then you go across this river on this boat uh, to hell or the mm. underworld. He is that guy to me. He is like this yep. gatekeeper, <gasps> ancient figure. I, when I see him, there's just sort of a... I've been driving this bus for 10,000 years. As long as time. And then he's the kind of guy who in the movie about Stratty would say the line of, but don't you know, you've always yeah. been at Stratty. I do remember that your grandfather enjoyed the same bottle of Corona. Yes. 18,000 years ago. The Warlock. He looks like, do you remember the Eddie Murphy, the oft underrated Eddie Murphy comedy, The Haunted Mansion? Absolutely love it. I saw it for the first time with uh, Caitlin, I think like in Berlin or something. It is the tightest movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's 84 minutes long. Yeah. It is so punchy. And the bad guy in that, who owns the, you know, the blonde, spiky hair yeah, ghost yeah, yeah, dude? Yeah. He's like the warlock who drives oh, the straddy so bus. True. They look Absolutely. so similar. So he's also frighteningly similar. Ed. I want to talk about Fins and Fries. Yeah. Now, he doesn't work there anymore, um, but he was the chef at Fins and Fries. Uh, he now works I at think, the Stratty Hotel. He's pushing it. Well, mate, he would push it, He'd, as in pushing you out the door. So he essentially was like. <laughs> sure. This, he was the angriest man I've ever seen in my life. And he would basically, you'd get your order like a normal fish and chip shop and you'd be given a number. And they were pretty quick at their turnaround. Now, this is a store that would close at 2.30 and open again at 4.30 for like 45 minutes before closing. So there wasn't a whole lot of opening hours. So getting the chips, which were delicious, and um, the NSI burger, uh, which was this incredible chicken burger. burger. Yep. One of the best burgers you'll ever get. But you'd, What's in it? Uh, chicken, bacon, lettuce, tomato... Right. Bit of cheese, Spreshing barbecue sauce. Simple ingredients done well. Yeah. Fantastic. Great stuff. Chef. So then this chef would uh, 
you'd get your number called out by one of the like literal 11 year olds who worked there and they'd be like number 41 once and there's a lot of people around Australia you wouldn't hear them. Yeah. And then the chef, upon realising that the food was starting to pile up, would just walk to the front and just go, number 40 fucking one! The bag of chips are ready! And this meant, like, red as the tomato he was putting <laughs> on the burger, this guy's just glowing up and just, no, fuck it! And there were times where I was just like, I don't even care about the chips. I'm scared for your health. The veins are exploding out of the side of your neck like canvases. <laughs> he was just, number 40! Fucking I get chips already. And he would just, he would like scream. He th- One time he threw a bottle of Sprite at someone. I saw kidding? this happen. Nuts. But anyway, he got Bananas. his, he very quickly got his way into the news um, because what he, it was during the few years ago when the two Australians involved in the Bali Nine uh, were set to be executed. The drug. Yeah. Not the bomb. Yeah. No, no, yeah, sorry, the drugs. Blah. Yeah, so they were, this is just before they were about to be sentenced to death. Oh. Now, this guy on the menu had a the Barley Nine burger. You're kidding. Not a joke. So he had the Barley Nine burger and fucking, I don't know which news organisation took this. It, oh, it must have been, whether it was Surely the Brisbane Times or something, Seven or someone, and it was like, with all the geopolitical interest in the story and so many angles at which you can mm. come from an Australian citizen's getting put to death in Indonesia story, country. they decided to go for this angle that someone had obviously called into them. They went to Stratty and interviewed number 40 fucking one and they got him behind the can and they were like, do you think it's appropriate to be having a burger on your menu called the Bali Nine Burger in this climate? And he did one of the great, just pretended, he goes, what's wrong with it? <laughs> and they were like, and this poor reporter just being like, this fucking idiot gotcha reporter being yeah. like, oh, you know, well, do you think with the lives of two young men in the balance and Julie Bishop trying to do all this work? And and he goes, what's wrong with it? It's a great burger with nine original Balinese sauces on it, inspired <laughs> by the taste of Seminyak. It's a chicken burger with great sauces. Uh, also, nine of them. Why would I not call it the Bali Nine Burger? We've been to Seminyak. I don't want to taste Seminyak ever. No. But uh, fuck, that's funny. And he was just going Does on it, about- Did he say that it goes well with his 9-11 mayo and the Armenian mm. genocide ketchup? Or- well, I think the Hiroshima potato skulls yeah, were particularly no, good of a side dish. But he, yeah, and then uh, they were like, are you going to take it down? And he just didn't. Oh. I've since been back since it's changed owners and they still have it, but it's called the Barley Burger. Oh, so they did. They, they just they, dropped the funny part of it. Someone found- maybe, uh, maybe he had a couple of secret herbs and spices. So now maybe. it's only the Barley Six or something. Maybe something it's like that. Same. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Absolute local legend. Um, we, we've been talking about going to Stradia Fair, yeah, but let's, let's talk that. about leaving it. Because we got a great story, Henry, uh, from Ollie Whiteman, friend of the show. And he points out that a couple of years ago, he was spending a weekend at Point Lookout a few years ago. And late on a Saturday night, one of them realises he has work at 8am at Brisbane the next day. He's missed the last batch to Dunwich and there's no early bus. So to get on the last ferry from Dunwich to Brisbane in the morning, well, the first ferry rather, to get to Brisbane at 8am, He's got to walk all the way from Point Lookout to Dunwich. And in a great moment, uh, a group of about six to seven people embark from where, embark on what is now known as the Great Trek from Point Lookout to Dunwich in the middle of the night. That is so far. It's 20 kilometres. Uh, all distances in Ollie's group are now measured relative to a standard Dunwich, which is 20 kilometres. And you know what I bet they were humming to themselves? That is a huge effort. Let's get to work back in Briz. You ha! I uh, that is fucked. As a very lazy person who will like drive if it's like 1.5 k's away, I can't. Ima- I just quit my job. 
nowhere near the commitment of Ollie and his mates. But I, um, Dom Sester had his 21st at Stratty. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we're over there at Stratty Hotel and then we kicked on back to a house that he organised. Now, as the night went on, things got really, really messy. Yeah. Um, a lot of like kind of, it was to the point where there was just a lot of glass on the floor and hence oh. a lot of blood on the floor and it was raining. So there was mud, oh, sand, blood, glass, shit, you know, everything. So like we're just- who? Probably. So the, the place gets a, out of hand. And so it was one of those situations where I think it was the same sort of thing where I had a big fat uni assignment that I needed to get yeah. done. I think Jess was in the same boat. Um, I think a lot of us just didn't find a bed, so no one had slept. So it gets to like five in the morning and me, Jess and Angus do a little bit of a prison break and we're like, we got we to gotta get out of here. Let's yeah. go. So we pack like up. Without cleaning up or anything, just we, trying to sneak away. We just get away at like five. Yeah. Tidy. The first bus, we miss it. And we think, and it's like, oh, we'll have to wait another hour to get the next bus from the, with the warlock in order to get to the ferry. And we're just like, that almost feels like too long to wait. That's the state of delirium and exhaustion where we're like, that's too far to wait. So Gus goes back to the house, finds a passed out Kendall, takes his car keys. You're kidding. We get in the car, we zipped it, and Gus hadn't been drinking because yeah. it was during rugby season. So he was like, oh, mate, I can go. I'm fine. So we jump in the car. So you nick a car. Steal Kendall's ute. Literally just drive off at it, park it at the ferry, put the keys in the wheel, and then Gus just sends a photo and goes, your car's at the ferry and the keys are in the wheel. <laughs> and we get on the ferry, get back. I'm in my bed in Brisbane by 7.45, quick nap, and then get into my side. You're kidding. But literally carjacked our own friend. That's and I so, can't explain that. I'd be that. furious if you, like, nicked my car and drove it, like, 15 Oh, mate, as he like, should be. It was a terrible thing. This, But I think the cartoonish element of Gus just sneaking yeah. in, pulling, <laughs> taking like, the like, keys like out taking of the, the keys out of the pocket. So I think Kendall was fine. He was like, oh, I guess I'll just get a lift with someone yeah. else and then get in my car. Like, the car was fine. But, That's yeah, fine. pretty bold way to uh, get away is to mm. steal a car. Now, talking about pretty bold moves on Stratty, uh, obviously there's been an iconic ice cream place there for a while here's another there's a gelato war raging on North Stradbroke Island here, and right? we thought the you know kind of the descent of uh, schoolboys and families on holidays annoyed the locals the locals are in an all out assault on the new gelato they're shop they're in a I'm going to put it out there. they're in a tizzy yeah they're in a bit of a scruff they're in a scrap it's they're like separated only by like one news agent or something like that. That's from the biggest thing for me is that it is an open assault on a Stratty icon because it's so nearby. I I I've heard they do slightly different styles. Well, this is the thing. So the old one, the classic is like, it's stuffed by backpackers. It's got yeah. a very fun, like Hawaiian energy, very loose, it, a lot of grass skirts. It's what ice cream stores kind of used to be before they became like sterile and look like apple stores. Like yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, fuck it. A lot of sugar, a lot of strawberries and cream mm. in this one, mate. Like very you know, not trying to be something it's not. Big now waffle cones. The other one, the new one is clearly going for a very Sicilian vibe of it's uh, some older men, probably in their forties, clearly yeah. Italian, trying to do like a classier ice cream. But so I was there, I, and we'd heard all about how much yeah. of a hard time he's got. I think people are throwing rocks friend of the through show, the windows. Friend of the show, Lewis, actually went over almost explicitly for a review of mm. the boat for his rad sweet eats mm. Instagram. Give it a follow. What did he did he draw a conclusion? Uh, he thought the old one was better, but it's quite negligible. Well, it was like anyone who says there's a sweeping difference is wrong. They're really similar ice creams. I went into the new one just to give them a little bit of support because I felt bad for the fact that there was a you know kilometre-long line yeah. for the old one and the new one was just sitting there. I was like, you know what? Let's get these guys to go. And I'm pretty sure I walked in and was like, oh, do you have... I think I asked if they had like a lemon sorbet one or something and they said no. They had about eight flavours and also I'm pretty sure they said no to letting me test taste it. Oh, what? So I was like, oh, well, you guys aren't oh, really you're not fucking helping yourself. You're not really helping yourself. Um, also, you're beach, lemon sorbet is got to be your winner. Because mm. when it's hot, you don't want a rum and raisin, a cookies and cream, a big creamy one. You want a mango or a lemon sorbet. 
Mate, absolutely. And the lemon sorbet is tangy. Makes you feel, you know, you want to know how I got these scars. Tangy. Lemon sorbet with a waffle cone on Stratty. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joker. Um, Stratty is a family destination. Um, so this was, this was your main... This was, this was my main experience. I don't have a lot to say about it, but there's really interesting three-way tensions between high schoolers, families, and locals. Mm. None of those groups like each other and none are natural allies. But to me, the alliance between families and high schoolers... It's like when the Soviet Union allied with like the US and England in World War Two, mm. like very fraught alliance. But we're facing the higher threat yeah. that is the locals because they just hate everyone. Yeah. I don't think the locals help themselves. If the locals forced all their you know critical energy on high schoolers being pricks, I think they could get the win. I think they could get families on side. They weren't able to do it. Mm. But my lasting memory of being there as a family was um you know the floods 2011. Oh yeah, we were on Stratty. We sort of got stuck there because the rain was really heavy. And so I spent four days on Stratty watching like the news of all the floods in Brisbane and we just didn't know whether or not our house had flooded. Mm. I've never been more nervous. I mean, we don't live near a river or a creek, so I assumed it wouldn't. But we had friends going like, oh yeah, our normal house in Wilston like downstairs is fully flooded. So pulling into my house, I was just like shooting bricks. I'm like, gee, I hope my bedroom still exists. I hope it's there. Yeah. How'd you go? I was absolutely fine. Yeah, we were at the top of a hill. so we... Anticlimactic. Mm. Yeah. Your current house, I mean, belimbered flood. No, I think we're fine. I think it's far enough back. Oh, we looked at the planes and all that. It would need to flood like four metres up off the ground. It, yeah, it yeah. didn't need to get quite yeah. high. At Which that I mean, point, it did. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it like 11 metres at its highest? Oh, something like that. Yeah. We'll do a flood special. Oh, I can't time. wait for a flood special. Um, Pretty depressing one. And just to finish, I know we've gone long here, but um, it's a place of romance. Yeah. Love on Stratty. Any for you? I guess you were there with your family. So, but no, was no there, love on Stratty. No me. love on Stratty? No. But you Henry, and a former Henry. girlfriend didn't go? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we went to, instead of going to preschoolers, we just like went to the beach, oh, okay. which is why I think I wasn't particularly gutted about not going to preschoolers. Right. Um, but Henry, I think love in Stratty is best talked about through the question the audience has had on their lips this whole time. Yeah. Does Stradbrook Island fuck? Now there's plenty, as you said at the start of the show, there's plenty of a horny energy at Stratty, but there's Crumbed fuck, sausage. Do you, do you fuck on the beach? What? That's a big, like crumbed sausage. That's a big thing. Oh, I never heard that. Of like, Funny. Do you fuck? Yeah. Having yeah. sex Did on the beach. Did I? Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Matt Hayden. Not, not physically. Matthew, yeah. <laughs> Sex has many Mentally, thoughts. mentally. Matthew Hayden, like, basically lives there now. Former opening batsman for Australia, so mm. he fucks. He fucks, for sure. He of almost any Andrew cricketer Simon, fucks. Yeah. I think Andrew Simons, Matthew Hayden, and Mitchell Johnson, when they were playing in the test team together in 2008. Yeah. Highest amount of fucking in yeah. the Australian cricket side we've ever seen. Mate, Matty Hayden is just a behemoth of a man. He's and huge. when he bat without a helmet, oh, just a walk at the bowlers, scoring right down. 380 oh, against gorgeous. Zimbabwe. That fucks. That fucks. And he brings that fucking energy to Strabrock Island. Henry, Where he essentially lives. He's at like only yeah. just messaged us again and said he waved at him in the surf yesterday. Yeah. So, which is unreal. That Matt Hayden is essentially, I think that I've heard them joke on cricket commentary when they're like, oh, we tried to get Matt Hayden in to do this game, but the mayor of Stratty wouldn't yeah. leave the throne. I mean, maybe. He is the new, the Earl, new Earl, of of Earl of Stratty. Yeah, and who is the Viscount of Dunwich? Uh, Henry, I think Stratty, oh, I regret to say it, I think it does fuck. It absolutely but fucks. But like, it's in the most grimy, disgusting way. But yes, it fucks. It fucks at Stratty. But fucks. let me just say that not everyone at Stratty fucks. No. Because as I mentioned, I was always there as kind of a charity case. I, uh, you know, always would go along and sleep on the Kadara's floor or the Manganese yeah. floor or whatever. And uh, You never would have had scope to say, do you want to go back to my place? No. Well, yeah, that was the reason. Um, but <laughs> that I, was the squeaky wheel that needed the grease. Exactly. Well, there was one girl who I who will remain nameless, but she, um, we had a, I think there was Rose. a- Rose? We, we had a, sorry? Was it Rose? It wasn't Rose. Oh, yeah. What? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so then we were like, are you trying to make a Titanic bit? Or? No. Okay. I was just wondering if it was Rose. Um, no, nah, moving on. Okay. So then I was like, we had one night where we essentially had a little, had a snog, nothing more on the beach. And I was thinking like, oh, obviously, yeah, it's New Year's. This is a great time of year to be oh, yeah. falling in love. Love uh, that Snog's back, by the way. Just an announcement to our listeners. Yeah. Snog is back. Snog is back. So shag. Snog, snog. So snog I was looking shag. for a shag, but all I got I'll was a snog. I was trying to bring a shag to proceedings, but I only got snog. Well, away we should snog. <laughs> so then after my snog, I was thinking... <laughs> snog it. Yeah, snog it. Egg snog. Snog it. When there's some bangers you miss, I wouldn't want to shake. Want a bloody crumb sausage like I got with a spoon. Went up to the ice lolly shop, the Italian ice lolly, <laughs> Gellity. And yeah. <laughs> the Gala- Galatas. And do be careful, James. <laughs> oh, and James, do crumb your sausage for me. And do and go. What the fuck? <laughs> do fuck on the beach, James. <laughs> James. And do peg Matt Hayden, James. <laughs> on the beach, would you? Uh, but, but so yeah. you were looking for a shack. So it was a few nights later, and we went to a house party at a uh, one of the uh, guys' house with a particularly loose set of parents. Um, and we were having Better a parents. lovely time with them. Um, one of whom, what the dad, who side note, forgot this. My dad said, "I went to school with your uncle," and he was, uh, and I was like, "Oh, cool." And then he was like, "Yeah, we just weren't mates." I was like, <laughs> okay, why'd you bring it up? So yeah, I, I didn't like him at all, and I don't like you. <laughs> he was, there seemed to be what he's implying that there was this beef between him and my uncle. Anyway, and we're walking home. And I was like with the girl and I was like, oh, this is maybe, you know, we're talking again and stuff like that. And it was probably like clearly that she wasn't keen. So I was like, ah, okay, it's just probably not going to happen. So we're still just like, by virtue of the fact that we're just still walking along together. Straight you're walking. And, and we, we'd been directed by the dad who had beef with my uncle being like, oh yeah, guys, there's a quick shortcut if you just go down this hill. Turns out to be like a 90 degree incline. Um, and the girl <laughs> falls over. Oh no. And I was like, oh crap. But I like helped her up and all these people came in. Um, Anyway, it turns out she'd like broken her arm You're or kidding. and they were looking at it. And there was no clear break. And she's like, no, I'm in so much pain. This is causing me so much pain. And as someone who's broken a few bones, uh, the only real way for me to test is how much does it hurt? Yeah. Um, you know when you've broken something. Now I saw this fall. Yeah. And it was bad. And I definitely saw it. And I don't think she broke the arm, but she'd strained it. But the story went around our group of friends that <laughs> she was nothing wrong with her at all. She got back to the house apparently and the arm was fine. <laughs> but led to the theory that in order to escape having to get with me, <laughs> she, she faked. faked spraining her arm. Now, I don't think it's true. I was there. It was a very steep walk through a bit of bush that we got pushed on. And um, I think she earnestly fell over. and spr- she, she went to Cleveland and got it looked at at the medical centre. Do you think... Yes, she injured it, but she put a bit of mayo on it to really get out of. I reckon there was a little bit of. There's a little bit of spice on the story. There might have been a melodrama (laughs) salting of this thing because, yeah. And I was like, dude, you're drunk. It can't be that painful. She's like, no, no, I definitely need to be be with just my friends right now. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Well, you know what? To be honest, to me, that story fucks. That sort of confidence. Oh, it doesn't fuck at all. I mean, yeah, it fucks on her her behalf of just the guts of like, fuck it, I'm going to fake her. Doesn't reflect that well on you that she felt she had to fake a broken arm to get out of being with you. I know. Maybe I'd said teen or something. Yeah. Um, Poon or one of your other many mishaps. Now, I will say on the thing about Stratty fucking is, uh, I won't say who, this is very anonymous, but we received a few messages relating to a a friend of ours and um, how some other friends wingmanned him into getting a bit of action on the cylinder. Hell yeah. So a friend of ours did have a crumbed sausage and to me that absolutely fucks. That fucks. I think it is without any doubt in my mind, I would say that Stratbrook Island fucks. South Stratty though, couldn't get a kiss. 
What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? And what a fabulous unpack, Henry. We've talked all about Stratty, the lifestyle, and we've really added ourselves as desperately privileged in the whole time. Desperately privileged. Me, I think I've added myself as somehow, I mean... Some sort of vague... Making a... Am I a a predator? Yeah, I don't know. If you feel you need to fake an injury, do I don't think the injury was fake. Yeah. If you're listening... And you've still got like permanent damage to your elbow. Do do, do right chip in. in. If you've got tendonitis or tennis elbow, like um, Andre Agassi, like, <laughs> like Andre Agassi uh, might have had another seamless introduction of Andre Agassi into Fantastic. the show. Fantastic. Uh, but Henry, it's been wonderful to talk about Stratty. I've loved. You know, it really is a suburb of Brisbane. I mm. think wherever there's a lot of Brisbaneites, you know, it, it feels like a suburb of Brisbane. Like even when I was travelling throughout Europe, you go to a hostel with you know four or five people in Brisbane, and you feel like you're home. So this show isn't about unpacking fucking town planning definition of Brisbane. It's about unpacking every part of Brisbane. Spirit. The spirit of Brisbane. And I think we've done that. And I think the, the spirit of Brisbane reigns throughout Stratty. And there are a lot of spirits of Brisbane discussed Absolutely. in this one. Absolutely. We're talking tequila. We're talking gin. We're talking chocolate liqueur. We're not really talking bourbon. I don't think anyone's having bourbon. No. Oh, just a stiff glass of bourbon uh, at the Stratty Hotel, just out of interest, um, top Three spirits you see at Stratty Preschoolies, as in brand and spirit, just I'm thinking. Smirnoff. Smirnoff Vodka, Canadian Club Whiskey. Okay. Captain Morgan's. Yep. I reckon heads and shoulders. I, d- I have zero disagreement. I think those are the almost the only ones you see. Mm. Someone comes in with someone comes in with gin, you'll be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Gonna just go down to Bob's and get some tonic, <laughs> thanks. Um, uh, as we've as we've alluded to here, we could keep talking about this for hours. We should probably stop. Yeah. Um, but we will uh, see you next week where we'll be discussing something else. And, and we're gonna be live. We're gonna be live on October 9th. Get your tickets. It's a late show. You can come to Prees if you want. Yeah, get along to Prees. Bring along some Captain Morgan or some Smirnoff. Get around Prees. And uh, we will talk to you soon. 